Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Liz Cortez. And here's a bit about Liz. Liz went from influencer to working full-time with her husband at Rebel Fish Local Marketing Agency in San Diego. They help local businesses get more traffic with local SEO and Google ads. Agency life was great, but they wanted their clients' websites and landing pages to convert better, so they upped their copywriting skills and became story brand guides. This poured fuel on the fire of their clients' traffic strategies, and it helped them grow their businesses by 30% last year. Wow, y'all, look at those metrics. And without further ado, please welcome Liz Cortez to GEMS Podcast. Hi, Genesis. Thank you so much for having me on. And thank you for everyone listening right now. My pleasure. And today we're going to really get down and dirty to SEO, which is search engine optimization. What does that look like? How is it going to help you transition and transform your business and really get your metrics up so people can find you on the World Wide Web? Because no one knows you or your business if you're not visible. Absolutely. That's right. What's the point of creating content, video, blog, if they can't find it and no one sees it? I see this happen all the time. So let's run down maybe the top five things to be mindful of whenever you are diving into SEO. And then what really made you get into this space? So we work a lot with local businesses, but I know your audience is online. There's some local, there's all different types of entrepreneurs and people aspiring to be entrepreneurs on here. So I'll give you some tips that applies, I think, to everyone. Um, The first one is to get a Google business profile. I believe even if you are a coach or you have an online business, I believe that you can get some local traffic by showing up on Google. And even if you work from home, that's okay. You just have to hide your address. So If you're a local business and you want, and you have a physical address, you for sure need one of those. And it needs to be filled on hundred percent in online businesses, just hide your address and you'll get some great, um, local traffic when people are searching for like business coach near me, like you're going to show up. And if you're in a smaller town, that's going to be a lot easier. Um, so that's, that's my first tip, get a Google business profile. The question there. So for anyone that's saying, okay, so I want a Google business profile. I don't want to use my home's address. So you mentioned hiding your address, but what about if they use their PO box? So for Google, you can't use a PO box or a suite number. You have to have a, to have your physical business address show up. You have to have two things. You need signage and a front door. And it can't be just a little, a little taped on sign or a little sticker on the door. It needs to be a physical sign and you have to take pictures of that. So they're very strict that if your address shows up, which 
kind of when you hide your address, like think about it's the same thing that would happen for a plumber or a real estate agent. They work in a mile radius. So maybe it's 25 miles. You could set up that radius. And so Google definitely gives a lot more traffic to people with a physical business address, but not everyone has extra income to pay for an address somewhere or like be able to do that. So um, I still, it's not the best as if you have a physical address, but you're going to get at least some traffic from hiding your address and setting up a service area. So I think we're in San Diego. So we're like on the coast. So I have mine set up for like 50 miles, I think, but I'm a mile from the ocean. So part of my radius is in the ocean. So if you live more inland, I think you're way better. You'll get more traffic because there's no, it's like 50% of my radius is people. Okay. That's a good question because we definitely don't want to cut them out of that business pool because they may not be ready where they want to have a brick and mortar. And let's just be honest, the way people are doing business nowadays is transitioning. People want to work from home or work from anywhere in the world. So um, they could travel if they have kids. A lot of kids are doing virtual and hybrid learning. And then they feel like I want to have the flexibility to do what I want when I want, which is why I created this online space. Absolutely. And some people, what I've noticed is they have kept their like brick and mortar office around because of that address, because they wanted to keep a San Diego address. They did keep it. And I've seen some people continue to pay pay to keep it here, even though they moved to like Mexico or they moved to Scottsdale. So that's something that's interesting, but I'd say for most people, like just do the, the radius, hide your address. That's the easiest way to go. So <laughs> we need to cut back on expenses, not pay for an office that you don't even go into. Amazing. Thanks for sharing that. And then the second tip. So second is figure out what kind of content you like to create. So Jenna says, we know what kind of content she likes to create podcasts. She's doing all these podcast interviews. And so you need to choose which one you like to do best. So if it's a podcast, if it is a YouTube video, a Facebook live, if you like video, or if you like to write and blog. Okay. So those are like the three categories. So you need to choose which one of those do you enjoy doing? And you as the business owner, um, you can always hire this out, but when you hire this out or you hire a company to write a random blog and you just throw it up there, like it's just, there isn't that personal touch. So I think it is so important for you as a business owner to be showing up somewhere in a place where you like to create content. And then what's cool about creating that content is then you can disperse it on social media. You could share it, but I am biased since we're talking about SEO. I am biased to always taking, whether you do a video or podcast, always put connected to your blog. Like Google likes to see at least like a thousand words in a blog. So when you do a podcast, I don't know, I forget what the number is. How many words do you think we're saying in 30 minutes? A lot. If we transcribed it, it'd be a lot. You could easily write a blog post to go along with it. And then Google is going to send you more traffic to that blog. Yeah. 
That's super interesting because I had no idea, but I, um, about the benefits of using the blog post to funnel back traffic to your podcast, because out of the three that you name from podcast to YouTube to um, Instagram live videos or Facebook live videos, I do two out of the three. So I have my audio platform, which is the podcasting, and then I have my video content. So after this recording, people could actually see see you and I doing the interview versus just hearing us. So that way I am cross-pollinating and tapping into different markets. Yeah, yeah. Do you click the like um the captions, like the auto caption thing? Um I don't that can help that that can help um like show YouTube and Google like that's how it communicates because if it's a photo or video like Google doesn't know what's going on unless you click the CC captions um but I'm not always like if it takes time to edit I'm like who cares if it's not like perfect (laughs) and like (laughs) they did not transcribe it correctly I'm like we don't have time to make it all perfect so yeah yeah I love that it's just like these little things that you can tweak that will just drive more traffic to your website or the content that you're creating so that more people see it because you're like great entrepreneurs, business leaders, like you have great stuff to share, but you need people to see it. And right now you're just, everyone's just competing like for time and like energy to who, what are you going to consume when you have so much going on? So yeah. I love that tip. And I'm going to actually try using the CC. I think it's, I think in the YouTube, there's a setting where you could automatically turn on the CC, but I'm not sure how to turn it on whenever you're actually recording via Zoom, but I am definitely going to take it because I always tell my audience, remember, if you're not learning, you're not growing. So for anyone out there who's doing video content, make sure you walk away with adding CCs to your videos. Liz just told us that because it's going to help us drive up those metrics. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So third one, let's see, the most important third one. I I guess since we're kind of related to what we're talking about now is knowing your uh, keywords. So keywords is important. When you have a big platform, you can talk about whatever you want. You can title your blog, your YouTube video, your podcast, whatever you want. But, you know, um, if you're interviewing someone, tagging them or putting their name in there, like something, that's something you do. Like that's really, really good for SEO. More people will see because if someone is searching their name, then they'll see the content or the blog or whatever you did with that person. So that that's one way, but, um, it's, I like to do a little bit of, it's called like keyword research or search analysis research. It gets a little techie, but I mean, even starting with just going on Google and, um, you can type in like your idea for your blog title or your, your show that you're going to be doing and see what Google suggests. So I could give you some ideas of, okay, if Google is suggesting, the next word, maybe that's something popular that's being talked about. So we use all kinds of SEO tools to strategically pick which are the best keywords to put in a title. Um, but there's some other free things like Google. Google Analytics has a free tool called Keyword Planner. Um, but if you're looking for a paid one, then you want to really deep dive. There's we use KW Finder. So KW Finder com. That's the one that I like the best. We have others, but I 
am not the techie person behind the computer day to day. That is my husband, my business partner, and our team is doing all the fulfillment. And um, I used to do all that. I built websites, done SEO, did all that back in 2009 when I took my personal training business online. But um, as soon as I got a team, I started business with my husband. We have a team. I just do not log into the back end of really anything. I'm like, <laughs> so KW Finder is easy for someone that does not want to be techie and just wants it really simple. Like it gives you a green light. I say means go for that keyword. So if it says green for you, that makes it easy. Like that's a good one. If it's yellow or red, stay away red light. That's too hard of a keyword to go after with that tool. <laughs> Beautiful. So KW Finder is the paid one. And then the other one is Google Analytics, which is free. So it depends where do you want to get started and how quick do you want to scale up? And then if you're in a position, she mentioned that um, Liz outsources it now. So whenever you are building and scaling up your business, does it make sense for you to keep it inside? in-house and inside, or does it make sense for you to send it outside and really outsource it where it's someone else's zone of genius and they could help you meet those deliverables a lot faster. So those are two differentiations that you should think about whenever you are working in your business, because you want to make sure you're not spending time on things that's not really going to produce that ROI quick quickly because if you're spending time on things that are senseless that you're not a subject matter expert at it's not a good use of your time yes absolutely are we on number four now what are we on yeah, now? four so number four so the fourth one kind of goes along with the first one which is around getting reviews and getting reviews is important even if you're online because those are testimonials that you can share i think these days people want to hear stories for whatever your offer is and the success that you've gotten for your customers, your clients, they want to hear a story. And the thing that's great is you can get them written, like someone writes you a card or sends you an email, and then you can copy and paste that, put that on your website. But when it comes through a review, like on Google business, you get a review or on Yelp or LinkedIn has recommendations. Um, or if you're in a fitness industry, there's different things, trust pilot, there's different ones for each industry. So you just have to search your industry and, um, you can do citation or review sites and to see which ones you want to be on, or just look at your competitor and see which ones are they on and make sure that you follow it. So to do research on your competitor, you just type in on Google, their business name and reviews at the end. And then you'll see a whole list of all the review sites that they're on. And you can see, oh, they're really focused on that one. I'm not on there. I better go over there and get reviews. And then you can like repurpose those reviews on social media or on your website or use them in like case studies when you're doing like sales calls, like, oh yeah, this client dealt with that too. And you have like a whole list of them. And the reviews are very important because that shows your credibility. Testimonials let people know that you are real, your business is actually producing quality work because I'd rather have quality over quantity. And then it just really helps you stand out, especially in a world where everyone is competing. But I definitely like to say nowadays that collaboration 
is the new competition because if you see someone that is doing something amazing and you have something that you can offer as a value add that they're not offering why not partner with them and go a lot further together yes you got it collaboration that kind of goes along with my fifth one which in the seo world we call it link building but link building all that really means is you are collaborating you're partnering with other websites to give you a shout out with your link. Okay. So like when you're interviewed for a podcast or you're on a YouTube video, they'll put your URL on the blog if they put that up there. And then it just, it shows Google pay attention to this person. They track um, Google when they're choosing part of the algorithm, choosing who to show, you know, page one to Google there's 10 spots on their show up. And most people do not click over to page two or page three. They don't go there. They only look on that first page. Um, so when they're looking at, are they going to put you on there? They're really looking at your domain authority. That's a big thing. Like how long has your website been around? You get points when you have an older website URL, you get points they track like how many links are going to your website. And so the best links to get is a .gov link or a .edu link. Those are strong. If you can get one of those, like if you spoke in a university or maybe you buy the little league jerseys for an elementary school in your neighborhood and you get a link, like those are like golden and just, um, you can get creative, but if you can get those, a dot gov. I don't know. Do you have ideas for dot gov? How, I don't know someone that's got dot gov, dot gov recently, except for people that are writing contracts for, um, helping government contracts. I think yeah. when people have the dot gov, yeah, they'll get them with that. I talked to a girl last week and I was like, Whoa, your domain authority is so high. Like, and it's because she's just writing, she's teaching these contractors how to write these, um, like grants and like get these contracts and all that stuff. So yeah, I don't see many of the dot govs, but I guess you, I don't know, you, you give some money for politics. I don't know. Maybe that would help you <laughs> get something. I don't know. <laughs> Watch out what you do. Just like, look, look what you're doing, but yeah, dot gov or dot edu are the best, but also there's, um, there's other websites that you can get on that have a high domain authority, um, that are good. That's really cool and um, cool because some people didn't know about the domain authority. So is there a website where you could go to to see um, how those domain authorities rank and what is that website? Yes, there's one. It's a free one. I think it's free. I forget. We'll have to see, but um, it's called Moz, M-O-Z.com, Moz, so Moz Local. And what I actually do is I have a Google Chrome extension. So is that too techy? Google Chrome extension. Do you no, guys know what that is? You guys we're are here learning. We're in there. So Google Chrome extension is like when at the top of your Google Chrome browser, there's all these little boxes. Like it could, I don't know, like be Grammarly to make sure you're spelling everything right. They're like these little boxes and you can add it. So that just makes it easier to use these apps while you're searching on the internet. So Moz is one of them. And, uh, I just, when I want to look at the domain authority, I just turn it on and I log in 
to the little app there and then it will say the domain authority how many links it'll just give me this bar across your website and so that i like that one the best um but if you're curious about all the ranking factors and you know we don't we don't know all of them but moz has this really awesome blog that goes over what are all the ranking factors to get shown on Google? And there will be a list. I haven't checked it recently. Last time I looked, it's like 25 different ranking factors. So you could just pop on there and see, hey, I've done this one. I've done this one. Um, but we can put that in the show notes if you want me to grab that direct link. But yeah, we search Moz ranking factors. You'll be able to see it. And that will really help you come up with the strategy and what to focus on. Beautiful. So those are some five amazing tips there and a lot um, of food, food for thought that people could action on afterwards. And then now let's uh, segue into social media. How important is using SEO for social media like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, because each one of those platforms have a different algorithm and the algorithm is constantly changing. So in order to stay relevant and ahead of the curve, what are some of the things that social media influencers or maybe those who want to make an influence and impressionable in those spaces can be thinking about? Yes, um, I have a cool SEO hack for Clubhouse. Um, Clubhouse is kind of smaller. Not as many people are on Clubhouse, but we'll start with that one first. On Clubhouse, if you're over there, when you have your bio, you can put emojis in there and the emojis are SEO emojis for Clubhouse. I was like, what? That is so cool. So what you want to do is strategically, um, so like the paperclip on Clubhouse means small business. The bow and arrow on Clubhouse means entrepreneur. The graph with the red arrow that goes up like that, that means marketing. So in my bio, I put um, local business coach, but I start with, I think a paper clip, local business coach. And then I put two more emojis. So they all show up on that first line. So on Clubhouse, it's all about that first line. So you have to be strategic. But it's like I typed out six words and I only typed out three words and three emojis and I can all fit that on that line. So if you're on Clubhouse, go do that. And um, as of this podcast, it's working great. They're always changing stuff over there. So, but that's, that's where it works the best. Um, I have not heard of doing SEO emojis on any other platforms. Have you with anyone that's come on here? I haven't no. really seen that. That <laughs> I just thought was so cool. This is actually new new for me. I was on Clubhouse for a while whenever everyone, you know, was in lockdown because I think that's when the most people were on Clubhouse. Then it got really saturated and some of the rooms just got filled with nonsense that I'm like, this doesn't even pertain to the room title. So then I kind of pulled back a bit and you could really spend a lot of time on Clubhouse too. Right, you can suck you in. But as it goes for SEO on the other platforms, so since we work with local businesses, I just know the stats for local businesses. So I don't know what it is for everyone else, but for a local business, only 5% of website traffic comes from social media. All of it, 5%. So for local businesses, I do not recommend social media as being your main strategy 
to drive traffic to your website. Cause for all local businesses, that's eventually, and I mean, I'd say for most businesses, you always want them to go to your website to opt in to your free offer. So you get their email or you want them to go to your website to check out your offer so that they schedule a call and buy from you. Typically you're always leading them to your website. Like that's where you want them to go. But if it's only 5%, uh, most of the time, I just say, you got to look like you're open on social media. Now, in my case, I create content and I have an agency. Like I just can't just be open. I could just hire someone random just to post like, but I really love, enjoy making content. So for me, social media is more fun, but I am, uh, I do, well, I used to do Facebook ads. I turned them off. They're just like, it's not working social media. I don't know. There's some weird things going on. Like the algorithms. I'm like, I'm a little, little pausing on it. I don't know if you're having a better time, but I was just like needed a little break. And I, before I got on this call, um, I, we do a LinkedIn live and we were analyzing like, what is going on with clubhouse LinkedIn live? Like things are not working. Do we still keep doing this show? Like, do we change the time? So I think you just have to keep analyzing and seeing what's working but that's probably not the answer you were wanting. Are you all about social media? If you are, tell me your wisdom with social media. So social media, I'm going to be honest. I just started using social media about two years ago, whenever my book hit the market, because I was pretty much nowhere on social media. But then whenever you are an author and you're trying to promote your brand, they really advise you to get on social media. So you could socialize with some of the people that are buying your books and you could kind of get the feedback and et cetera. So I first started with Facebook, then I went to Instagram. And then from Instagram, I went to Pinterest, tried that out a little bit, couldn't, couldn't really get into it. So I still have the account. And then now with the podcast, I use Twitter as a way to, you know, promote some of the episodes. So I promote on Twitter, Facebook, and then Instagram, I do um, audiograms. And I'm trying to figure out how to like take the videos from YouTube and purpose them on Instagram. But I am definitely not a marketing person. So everything is really trial by error and just learning. And I want to learn it so that whenever I figure it out, I could help somebody else. Because as you know, Liz, some of the core pillars for the podcast are either to educate, inspire, and motivate. And if I lead by example, then I'm helping other people. Oh, I like it that you're doing that and trying out the different platforms. Um, but you brought up Pinterest for SEO. Pinterest is the one to go for SEO, especially I have a friend that is a Shopify Etsy SEO specialist, and she is all about Pinterest. Even with podcasters, they're all about Pinterest. Um, I have someone on my staff right now going through uh, my friend's Pinterest course. So we will be doing some more on Pinterest. I um, I just kind of took a break because it was more like Etsy, like Shopify people over there and home decor. And I just wasn't figuring out for our industry, but I'm going to try that out again. But I like it that you've tried on different platforms and been open to it. And um, I've definitely seen a lot of authors using Instagram primarily. Like, um, yeah, they're, they're using Instagram. I don't know about Facebook, but I don't know. It's always changing. Every industry is different. So I think it's just great to be in community, ask other people in your industry, what are they doing? What's working well or not? And uh, figure out what you like to do best. 
And then how often do you work with other people who are involved in SEO? Do y'all get together and maybe like have a COE, a center of expertise for your trading ideas and thinking about different ways to help, um, whether it's in your industry or outside, because each person that's in SEO, they may have a different avatar or a specialized focus. Yeah. So when it comes to SEO, there is local SEO and then there's national SEO. That's like the two camps and gosh, there is a ton of content online. Like if you're wanting to learn, I was just watching a video from Simrush on YouTube and they will, there used to be lots of conferences. A lot of them have been canceled. They haven't like restarted them again. Like I go to digital marketer every year, but like, um, Simrush is good on YouTube and they'll do these panels where they'll have four SEO experts, and then you'll get perspectives from the four people on there. So for me, um, but in, when it comes to SEO, people don't really like to share their strategies. They don't even like to share the clients they work with. It's very secretive, um, but there aren't many women that do SEO. So I've made some good friends with very successful agencies um, to where they're like, call me for prayer or they're freaking out. Like we've become friends and like, I keep their stuff a secret, like whatever they're dealing with, I'm there to encourage them. And so I do have a few of those, but I did create a, um, a small group. There's most of the people in this little mastermind, we meet monthly, a few of them do SEO, but all of us have agencies. So there's a group of eight of us. We call ourselves the cool kids. <laughs> it's mostly men. There's two, two or three women in it. And Call ourselves a cool kids. We've been meeting since the pandemic and for almost two or yeah, it'll be two years in June. And we do a monthly call and we get real. We share our numbers, how much we're paying our employees, what we're struggling with. We get, we get real in all the things. Um, and it's been just a great place to share what's working, not working. And it's just like safe. We don't record the calls because we're sharing proprietary information, financials, like, so you show up live and it's been a great way um, to connect with other people, but I don't have any one for SEO, but my husband is always like every morning, his morning routine at the end, he'll watch probably 20, 30 minutes of SEO videos on YouTube. He just is constantly learning what's going on and he shares the best ones with me to watch. <laughs> That's, that's pretty cool because y'all actually help balance each other out. And I do like how the cool kids get together and y'all have that, that conversation where y'all could just really go in and just help one another because it's like iron sharpens iron and you're not in it alone. You're actually in a community where other people are going through things that may be similar. And by being transparent and vulnerable, you're able to just really see how to connect the dots, how to level up, how to change something that may not be working or et cetera. And now Liz, as we wind down, I want you to leave the listeners as well as the viewers with one or two gems to either help them with their SEO journey or any life gems that they can walk away with. Okay. The first SEO gem that I have is the trend right now with SEO companies is they hire out another company to do the SEO work for you. I really don't like this. It's called white labeling. And um, maybe this works great for me. I think I just, we just have lots of people that come to us that are frustrated. They hired someone, paid them a lot of money and did not get the results they promised. 
And I really, I talked to other friends. I have a, a friend who like is SEO guy, like guru. And he booked a call with me and I was like, what? He booked a call with me because he wanted to pick my brain. And so he scheduled a call, paid our fee, like got on. And he's like, out of all the people in this one group, I'm a part of like 600 entrepreneurs. He's like, and there's maybe 20 SEO people. Uh, he's like, you know what you're talking about. I can tell. He's like the other people, I can tell they're white labeling. They don't know what they're saying by the answers that they give, but to the average person, you would have no clue. So yeah, it's a heart. That's the first gem is like, I don't even know, maybe I need to write a blog about this or film a video because I'm just seeing it. Um, and I just, I just feel bad for the entrepreneurs that hire someone that they are hiring someone that doesn't even know what they're doing just because they watched like a YouTube video or they hired another company. So that's the first gym. That's not a very nice gym. (laughs) But it's relevant. It's real because I mean, I would encourage them whenever you hire somebody, go through the vetting process because just as much as you're hiring that individual, you need to make sure that it's a good fit. And I always tell people, do your due diligence and research, like ask some questions that, you know, you think that you want to know, as well as find some questions that other um, people who hire SEO agencies are asking and really see where they line up because you don't want to just throw money down the drain. So, yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Good. Okay. Second one. Let's see about, let's do a life one. So I've been married for 10 years and we've been in business for seven years. And when it came to the 10 year anniversary, I was like, oh, I'll post for our 10 year anniversaries. And I'm like, we haven't really taken a trip ever. Then I started analyzing. I'm like, we've been building our company for seven years. Like, so I just want to encourage you, like you can love what you do and just be so passionate about it and want to keep building. But like time goes by quick. And I really think it's important to block off time. My goal this year. So we did go on an anniversary trip last year and it was so fun. We keep talking about it and it was still a staycation, like a 30 minute drive from where we are, but we were on the beach. It was so fun. And so my goal for this year, and I want to challenge you guys to listen and watch it is I'm going to be taking off the last week of the month. So we realized you could like take off the two weekends and the last five day period of work. So that gives you like 10, 12 days to like take a break. And if you're in a creative job and you need to be on and strategic, like you need time for your brain just to calm down, do a different schedule. And so we blocked off in our calendar the last week of the month. So those two weekends and the five day work week for each quarter. So it's like our reward trip and we're not going to go on a vacation. We didn't budget enough to go be able to go on like a full on vacation and like travel somewhere and do all this year, but we're going to at least just, whether we're staying home, hanging out, watching TV, like pandemic style back then, <laughs> like staying in, we're doing that. Um, and then just, I think, I think that's what you need to do because what is the point of building a company, you know, helping all these people. If you're not spending time with your family, your friends, or you're just constantly hustling all the time. And that goes into taking the weekends off too. Like, so that we've been taking weekends off for two years and that's been amazing. We didn't do that before. Absolutely. You definitely need to build in that self-care and that time to just rejuvenate yourself, but also 
spend time with those who you love that's part of your family and just do things to just really boost you mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Because if not, you're going to hit a period of burnt out. And what are you going to do when you're burnt out? And now as we close, I want you to leave us with your call to action for this particular segment, as well as tell the listeners at and the viewers how they could connect with you via your website or social media. Yeah, so we talked about SEO and how to get found on Google. I have a mini course and a PDF checklist. Um, some of the points I talked about today, but we go really in depth. And you could go to rebelfishlocal.com and it's on our homepage when you scroll down to the bottom or click the link. It's um, rebelfishlocal.com five hacks. And that is my gift to you all. And it's fun. We go into depth. And, but it's not too hard um, for a newbie that's going to learn. And um, that's for local businesses primarily. But like you said, online, you'll be able to get some gems from there as well. And then you can find me over, I'm mostly on Instagram, but this quarter I'm going to be spending more time over on LinkedIn, but on both places, I'm Liz Cortez with an S online. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and you just heard my phenomenal guest, Liz Cortez, and we talked about five tips when it comes to SEO and how to really get you to level up and be number one on Google. And you may not necessarily make it to number one, but you can make it to that first page. So until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We can be found on 40 plus platforms. And for video content, follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-S at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.